Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is our perspective, our breakdown, boots on the ground of the Netflix Cup being there, watching it on TV, and everything in between the good, bad, and the ugly. Patrick McDonald here joining me to break it all down. Hello, Patrick. What's up, Rick? I hope uh, your travels back to California were safe, and my my eyes are getting much better. Yep. Actually, after. After Mina gave me the correct diagnosis after, mm-hmm. quote, the eye drops I was using, meth for my eyes, um, which uh, n- never good for the eyeballs if that's the case. So we are back on the straight and narrow. And uh, yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about what uh, what we experienced out there. Yeah, so it's always uh, a little bit weird to go to these one-off events because you don't know what's going to happen, right? When you go to a PGA Tour event, you are generally – in touch with what could happen, what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to go, where you're not supposed to go. These one-off events are kind of free-for-alls for being on site because you don't know where the ropes are going to be laid out. You don't know where they expect us to hang. You don't know what access we're going to have or not have. So it's it's just a huge question mark, and we kind of have to just figure it out in the first couple of minutes that we get there. Yeah, I really didn't have any expectations. It felt like golf was really secondary for Netflix throughout the entire week. You think about the welcome party they had, the happy hours, the brunches, all this stuff and all the lead up to it. And then you look and the golf was only three hours. And then after that, there's another event and all this big stuff. Um, But on the grounds, Rick, I think we've talked about flying before, how once you get that taste of first class, (laughs) it's really hard to go back to economy, even economy plus sometimes. Once you get first class, you enjoy flying. And that's kind of how I felt with being on site at the Netflix Cup where there's no inside the rope access for anyone. Uh, it was heavily roped off. You couldn't get back to like the second tee where you could, uh, you know, see those guys hit towards the emoji out in the distance. And so we, we were part of a uh, general population for the most part. We weren't able to go to the first tee. That's where uh, the the fancy schmancy people were. Uh, you know, no press allowed back there either. Just the, the all access talent guests, those people. So, yeah, I, I think it was really cool what they did. You know, with the 19th hole and the club that they had out there, where you could watch it, eat food, drink, whatever you wanted to do. But if you're out on the golf course, it, it was really hard to one know what was happening and two even see it. 
Yeah, I don't think watching the golf from the course was the play. We, I mean, I personally tried. I think you were out there a little bit longer than I was, but I basically just watched it from, yeah, the the club that they had set up. But I think that's kind of one of the larger things I wanted to talk about is that they're, you know, Netflix really spared no expense on this. And that is not to say, hey, they wined and dined us. But like the idea that this was like a multiple day thing um, in the lead up to this, I saw that, I, I mean, they were running commercials. They're now running commercials for what they're calling like Netflix sports, which are commercials with uh, Joel Damon are, are, is in some of them. It is basically promoting their F1 series, their tennis series, their golf series. They are really making a push at this, which just, just makes me believe this is not a one-off live sports event, uh, whether golf is the answer or not. Hey, maybe it's tennis. Maybe they're going to be better at, you know, maybe they're going to be investing heavily in showing live tennis. I I think they are going to be a huge player in live sports. Yeah, it'll really come down to the rights. Uh, you know, and you know, someone like us with CBS being a CBS product, we have the rights locked up for a lot of different sports pretty much till 2030. And you think about the big players who are in this space now, Apple, Amazon. I mean, some of the rights are just pennies to them. So once those rights go up, they're going to have a very big say in one, how much they're going to go for, and two, if they even want them. So for Netflix, it's really about what rights can they acquire and if the sports are kind of worth it in their mind. And whether that is golf or a tennis or some of these other sports will be uh, very interesting. Yeah. And uh, to kind of put it into perspective again from, from on the grounds, you know, it is – uh, the golf was very secondary, right? I mean, it's a lot of people networking and hobnobbing and chit-chatting and going to the bar and all this stuff. And uh, the actual golf that's being played on site is not necessarily the biggest priority. Now, we did watch a lot of it uh, through the broadcast. So we were able to kind of see and keep an eye on it with audio, all that good stuff, which is how most people consumed this. And um, I went back and watched a little bit of it, Patrick. I, I have some opinions. I have some pros. I have some cons. But um, I think the way that it came through people's television screens are probably the way that we should talk about this moving forward. I think when looking at the broadcast, personally, I thought it was very uh, claustrophobic almost. You had a lot of mouths to feed when it came to voice time. Kay Adams is a pro's pro. She's great with FanDuel. She was great with the NFL Network. Uh, in her kind of dealing from Marshawn Lynch, who's a massive personality, to Burt Kreischer, who personally I didn't find much use for him in the broadcast. No offense to him. I think the shtick of being a larger person who pours stuffs on them it was funny in the fifth grade, but apparently it's still funny today. So good for him. Uh, and Mar and uh, Joel Damon, who you know I got the chance to talk to before him. I asked him what he was nervous about, what his game plan was. He, he tried to kind of set up the players as much as possible, but there's kind of a lot of dead air time. It seemed like, and it got tossed to Joel because he was a golfer and he right. knew what he was talking about. And so I thought, look, it's their first time one doing this, the four of them together and doing it at all. So there, there were bound to be mistakes bound to be kind of awkward moments in there. And I think they did well to kind of minimize those, but I thought it was, you know, a little messy, a little forced, you know, joke sometimes like we heard Bert Kreischer say the same joke uh, on back to back like shots to like <laughs> T and Ricky were out of the way. He used the same joke. And I know that's how comedians work, right? You go on tour, you say the same jokes every single night. You can't really do that in live TV because you know what? We just heard it. 
yeah, that was a little bit, a little bit of a, of a tough scene. Sorry. Sorry, Bert. Um, the, the audio thing is, this is, it is becoming an issue and it's not unique to Netflix. It's, it's been an issue in, in previous matches in the past, but, um, it was apparent and, and kind of ugly and messy early. I think they got a little bit of a, a beat on it later, but th there's this, there's this concept, Patrick, that in theory, the idea that everyone can talk to everyone is phenomenal. That that is a theory in which um, if if Peyton Manning is on the putting green, he can talk trash to Steph Curry in the middle of the fairway, and they can hear each other. Phenomenal. You know, you can have Joel Damon speaking directly to Justin Thomas or Carlos Sainz about an upcoming shot phenomenal in theory it is it is a wonderful idea in practice i don't believe it has ever really been pulled off very well um you know we have seen and we saw it a ton at at the netflix cup just everyone's mic was open at the same time and you were hearing the four broadcasters you were hearing uh partners talking to one another and and while individually there are six great conversations happening. You're really hearing none of them because it's constant crosstalk. So I don't, I don't know what the what the play is to fix this, but there there has to be some type of audio fix because we're missing out on probably what the best part of the broadcast is, and it is it is now becoming the worst part of the broadcast. I agree, and we had a little bit of a conversation of this of how we think you know, ideally in a perfect world, a, a golf broadcast would go. And I tossed to you having, you know, 18 people out there, one person on each hole and a Scott Hansen type uh, in the broadcast. Maybe, maybe you add another person with them too, but it really falls on the producer's shoulders to be like, Hey, let's go out to number two right now and have Max and uh, Alex Albon tell them what they're doing. And I think that would probably have been the best way to do it. If like, it was just all very confusing to me when they chose to do like certain things. Like they had Mark Wahlberg on while guys were, were guys were playing golf and yeah. they, they panned all to Mark Wahlberg talking about whatever he was talking about. And then five, 10 minutes later, it's like, Oh, these guys are on the green now. And so, yeah, the mics were an issue and you could hear them like even talking to producers back there, like seeing what's going on. But to miss golf shots, I think was pretty surprising on, on uh, in my opinion, where it didn't even happen late. It happened right away where they just missed Max and Finau playing the second hole uh, for the most part. So I think when it comes to golf fans, that's all they that's all they want at, at their core. They just want every single golf shot, as many as possible, at least, and not the you know CEO conversations and all that, all that other noise. I was jarred at that they missed any golf shots, and they did. It, I think it only happened early in the match. It was while the Wahlberg interview was happening. We missed those drives and maybe those second shots from the second group. We got a little heavy on the first group early. They 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 started to figure that out, and we. But it is it is inexcusable to miss any golf shot when there are um, four guys, you know, four four teams out there on a golf course, and you have the entire thing to yourself. It's inexcusable. The other thing that I thought was jarring is. Th that Wahlberg, I mean, that's a sponsored segment, right? Let's let's call it what it is. It's an, it was an advertisement that happened like immediately after play started. You know, they they just finished this this speed hole 
uh, which was at least different, at least interesting. I don't know if you liked it, if you didn't like it, but it was, it was different and it was a good tie into F1. And then they immediately went into like a sponsored segment of full of Mark Wahlberg. I was, I was jarred at that. Yeah, I, I honestly had no idea. We were up by the green. We had no idea what was going on. We were kind of trying to just discern <laughs> yeah. the situation if you're, if you're in live on time. YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, Josh is showing an aerial. We are in those trees on the right. We are seeing it from there. And we're like, what is that? These guys are flying down this hole. We did not know at the time it was a speed hole. Yeah, we didn't even know there were lights up there. At least I didn't. I, I didn't know what was going on at all. At all. And then we're like, oh, okay, they're they're definitely trying to do something with the speed golf. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it felt just like you had Zach Brown there, the McLaren guy as well, and uh, Colin Morikawa came on the scene as well. Who he like tossed a joke that didn't really land, and then he had to say that he was actually joking. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, dude, it was vintage vintage morikawa where <laughs> k like is like oh like what happened are you okay and then he's like well you know i've been watching some david goggins videos and oh. trying some of his workouts and i just went a little too hard and they're like oh okay he's like oh that's a joke okay a joke. i heard him say the david goggins line i did not i don't know who david goggins is so i didn't get the joke i thought he was serious as well and then i did not hear him hear him <laughs> correct it yeah which is like peak Colin Morikawa that he has to explain to himself or explain to the viewer that it was a joke because no one else understood it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. I thought they might've, instead of Burt Kreischer, I know I'm kind of like throwing him through the ringer. Yeah. Right he's, now. he's on the, uh, he's on your bed <laughs> list right now. He's on the naughty list. I, I thought they should have had an F1 perspective throughout, and I think it could have made the F1 guys a bit more comfortable, made them open up a little bit, because at the end of the day, when it comes to golf versus F1, I know we're playing golf. I know we have Max Homa, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, and really cool guys out there. F1 is much more popular. Yeah, A lot of people there, I likened it to the Super Bowl before it got celebritized and uh, yeah. real citizens could attend the games. When you go to the Super Bowl, I've been to one. It's mostly people who have no idea how to watch football. There's no etiquette in the stands. They're they're going up and getting food when it's first and goal in the red zone. And you're like, what are we doing here, guys? We're trying to watch football. It felt like that because there are so many F1 fans who had never been to any sort of golf event ever. And so what they wanted to do, they wanted to get as close as possible to Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris, and they did not give a crap about golf. They did not care at all. It's a, it's a really good point. Uh, the vast majority of the people on site were there for for the F1 racers. It yep. was it was Lando, Lando, Carlos, Carlos. It was not, hey, JT, hey, Rick. It was very heavy f1 so an f1 perspective kind of in the booth might have been uh might have been a good idea and i, I don't want to i don't want to harp on this too much but i do think it was the biggest issue and i do think it's the biggest thing that you could get to improve and you nailed it with the the scott hansen um comparison you know we are in a world now where the the desks are getting bigger the broadcast teams are getting larger. You know, you flip on an NFL game on, on Sunday and I, I see like seven or eight guys behind the desk. I'm like, this is one, this is way too many mouths to feed and it's way too many quarterbacks. And the beauty of the beauty of red zone is that Scott Hansen by himself plays quarterback and he works very closely with a production team 
so that he can put them in the right position to succeed. He can show the right thing at the right time. He can make sure he's hitting all his obligations. It is impossible to do that the bigger you get. And we constantly see it in all of golf. It's like, how many guys can we get on the broadcast when it should be how few can we get on the broadcast? Yeah, it should be the point guard in the booth throwing it to other people on the course, you know, say, you know, you're out on number seven the entire day. You know exactly how this hole is played. You know what the wind's doing. You know what what putts break what way. You know where guys have been missing. You know, uh, you know, the best place to hit from, hit your second from, what angle you should attack this pin from. And that is just so much more enlightening and educating and honestly better for the fan than just, you know, a few guys in the booth chopping it up and not really, you know, given much. Yeah. Um, we're going to continue this conversation. I've got, I do have a lot more pros, uh, from, from this and things that I thought Netflix did really well. And I want to talk about what their, what their next steps might be. And actually the golf, the golf that was played, did it, did it matter? And what our takeaways were from there, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Patrick, for the, the stuff I beat up Netflix about, and not all of it is unique to Netflix. Uh, there were a couple of things that I thought were phenomenal. I thought the one, 
uh, as expected, the stream holding up in high def or 4K or whatever it was in, no problem. Uh, you can expect that from streaming on, on Netflix. It looked great the entire time. It also felt very cinematic to me when we were watching. You know, there were angles and shots that we don't normally see on a golf course. Maybe it is luxury of... Um, you know, only having a couple of guys out there and having full reign of the golf course and not having to worry about it. But we had drone shots, we had cart shots, we, the way that some of it was framed with kind of that 8k camera that you see at times where it's, you know, blurry in the background and, and, and in focus up close, the way that they used the, the sphere in the shot. I mean, I thought it was, I thought every shot and every camera angle that they had was very intentional, which was it came across really, really well on screen. Yeah, definitely take the criticism with a grain of salt, given it's their first time ever going into live sports, two years into podcasting, and I still suck at this. So, <laughs> you, you know, just just realize uh, the perspective there. But, yeah, like you said, Rick, I thought they had some really cool features. I liked the use of the drone uh, on the first hole in particular with the guys driving. I liked the use of night golf as well. That was something yeah. that they used where – uh, once the players got to, I believe, the seventh hold, they had a whole segment. And it was like, we're turning on the lights now, mm -hmm. completely by design. And when you talk about viewing golf, uh, you know, on TV or on your computer or whatever, watching night golf is sick. Yeah, You don't really need a shot tracer. You can see the balls through the air. It's really fun to watch. And so I, I really liked how intentional that was. And one thing that you were uh, raving about on the grounds, but you forgot to mention was all the branding and, uh, you know, the checkered yeah. flag and, and all that stuff and the use of, uh, this, the sphere. And, uh, you know, this is a par five. It had all that. And you were talking through all the various usage they could use for that. And, you know, imagine if they had a tournament out at the win and they had a leaderboard up there and mm -hmm. it, you come to the 18th and it's like Max Homa needs to make a birdie to force a playoff with Ricky Fowler or something like that. So it was all very cool. The use of that. Um, I, I know that property lost a hundred. I looked it up, Rick. It was a hundred million in its first quarter. Um, <laughs> I wonder if they had, if they squeezed Netflix a little bit knowing, Oh, they need it from three to six today. Uh, <laughs> I, so. I mean, I would, if I were them. I mean, it was, yeah. And you're, and you're right. I mean, first off the, the crossover, I mean, the stuff where it was, it was checkered jackets, the logo, you know, when you, when you saw a, a flag in the logo, it was actually a checkered flag. They did a lot of really good. I mean, the first hole, the lights out thing, there was a lot of really good crossovers between golf and F1. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I love the sphere in general. I mean, it gives funny things, but it, it, they also used it as a supplement right? You know, the, it was telling you what hole the match was on. As soon as the, the JT hit his shot to win it, um, on, on what they called, you know, the 18th hole it's, or, or the ninth hole, whatever it was, it's the 18th hole at the, at the wind golf club, the part three, as soon as that was decided, boom, Carlos signs and Justin Thomas champs were up on the sphere. I hope they use, yeah. Cause we were talking about using it as highlights, using it as a leaderboard, using it as, you know, Ricky Fowler just took the lead of this tournament. I hope they use it for the F1 race as a, mm -hmm. as a supplement. I, I can't imagine they won't. If, if Netflix used it for this, I imagine they'll use it for, for the F1 race as well on Saturday. So yeah, I thought it was again, very intentional, very well integrated and shows that a little bit of creativity goes a long way in this space. Yeah. As golf fans, we do not ask for much as consumers as well. This day and age, 
you just want those viral clips. And it's like the one that we have right here or the one that uh, KP screenshotted with Max lasering. It looks like a freaking smiley face. Uh, like th that's what gets the people going online and that's what gets the clicks and the engagement. And um, to be able to use something like that, I mean, it's definitely going to drive interest. The one thing that we haven't really talked about is the actual match. Right. Mm. I mean, th th there were four teams that played down to a championship. It was eventually won by Justin Thomas and Carlos signs. It's not going to go on their official world golf rankings page. It's not going to do anything like that. But um, was the golf enough of a focus? Does it have to be for what they're trying to accomplish? I mean, we've we were 22 minutes into this and we've barely discussed the actual reason we were there. I honestly kind of forgot that Justin Thomas and Carlos Sainz even won, to tell you the truth. Um, but, I mean, J JT's got a knack for these little things. The Slime, or slime Cup, he won uh, the match, he won this. He's winning all of these things, picking them up like major championships pretty much. But for the golf itself, I think it was just, like I said at the beginning, secondary. I, I really – no one was really out there to be to see – like a Max Oma chip shot or anything like, sorry, that that's really kind of the vibe was on the ground. The coolest part, I think, or what drew the most attention on the ground outside of the first hole was pretty much like the long drive hole. Some of these people just wanted to see Tony Finau because he just ripped uh, 200 ball speed in a power ranger suit on Halloween. They wanted him to unleash one uh, JT with the heel up thing, wanted him to unleash one too. And so the golf the entire week was just secondary. I think the main focus for Netflix was unloading these features, like you said, all the different ways that we could consume golf and the way that they broadcasted it. And if the golf was good, great. If it wasn't, also good. But it was a way for these guys to showcase their personality and showcase what Netflix could possibly do with live sports. Yeah, and I think I think that's really by design, right? If you have um... – if you have eight guys split into four teams and they play eight whole matches, that is then the championship, the cup, the Netflix cup is then decided by one shot each. You're not saying that the golf is the reason we're here, right? I mean, it's it's a little hokey, whatever. We're going to get a champion, but we're going to do it in a, in a kind of a, a wacky way. And maybe that's fine. Um it was an opportunity to 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 promote Squid Game. It was an opportunity to promote F1 and all these other entities that they that that Netflix has going on, which is kind of the point. Which is kind of why traditional media um, might be shaking in their boots when they see Apple TV come a, come a knocking and Amazon come a knocking into live sports and potentially Netflix because three hours without a commercial. Yes, there was stuff integrated in there, but three hours without a commercial and they had an opportunity to make money on other things is like, that's the fear for a lot of these uh, rights holders at the moment. Yeah. You had the long drive contest sponsored by something. You had uh, something else sponsored by Nespresso. They like sponsored the entire weekend with a, a signature drink. Mm -hmm. uh, NetJets had something as well. And so that's, that's really the way I think you got to go about it. Uh, we talk about how, you know, you, you could sponsor literally anything these days. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's thrown out there. Why, why doesn't Ricky Fowler have a sponsor for his water bottle? <laughs> it, it would work. Someone would do it. Someone it would will, pay money. It will happen. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And so you could really just sponsor anything. And that's a fu easy, fun way to avoid the commercials. And then when you do have commercials, you know what? You're promoting yourself. Mm -hmm. You're promoting your series with the awkward, 
uh, drive to survive clip of Zach Brown in a torque gay GC live hat talking to Lando Norris, trying to talk him off the ledge. Cause you know what? Lando's a little upset about how McLaren's been doing and Lando wants to win. And who knows if Lando is going to be with McLaren. And then, you know what? Let's have another testy segment from our uh, full swing with Ricky Fowler, calling out the haters, calling out all the people who can't get commercials, can't get partnerships because Ricky is the marketing king. You add suspense, you add interest to your future series, and uh, it's a really cool way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fascinating. Obviously, I think, um, and we've talked about this a lot, I think that Netflix should and i think they are going to get into live so i think all of these streaming networks should now again rights you talked about rights are they gonna have to buy somebody out of their rights are they gonna have to wait seven years are they gonna find something that's that's easier to get into who knows but um patrick overall considering everything of what you saw i mean let's grade netflix what grade would you give netflix for what they put together at the netflix cup is this a grade just on the three hours of golf or the entire week I was there? I think it's got to be the whole thing. I think it's got, I mean, because, because they're not, we we've already decided it was not just about the golf. Okay. I would give the entire week an A. Mm-hmm. I had an absolute blast and yes, your presence finally meeting you. Thank you. Had a, a big, uh, big part of that, I would say, but everything else, I mean, the, credentialing process to access to players unfortunately i i missed my round table slot which i i don't think was my fault in hindsight the timing got mis- mixed up a little bit but i was able to you know turn that bad into a good i got to talk to some people make some connections almost meet my wife mm. um and so i thought the whole festivities the 19th hole there the viewing experience the food the drinks, rolling out the red carpet for everyone outside that one guy from Getty who wouldn't take our picture. Uh, Dude, I- oh my <laughs> God. We got big times in the absolute, just most astonishing way. I've never seen anything like this before. I- okay, finish your thought and I'll tell that story. <laughs> that, that was pretty much it. I, I think oh. the the entire environment and vibe was great. Um, who they invited out, a lot of influencers, a lot of celebrities, a lot of athletes, uh, Devontae Adams, Blake Griffin were there. And so I think it was great. Um, so yeah, I will give it an A, not quite an A plus, but yeah. an A. Yeah. I was going to give him like a B plus. Listen, I think, I think the, it, the, the, the experience was phenomenal. And I also think that they have such an edge where, um, they did the hardest stuff really, really well right? Like the presentation, the stream, the live aspect. I thought Kay and Joel were great. Admittedly, I could probably do without just about everybody else out there. Just let them play quarterback, add an F1 person, whatever. We'll figure it out. But um, I I thought that they did the hardest stuff very well. And there's a lot of room to take it from a good broadcast to a phenomenal broadcast by fixing the audio. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of room for improvement. Like we said, it's the first time. So uh, pretty, pretty bullish there. The story. Okay. So if you ever attend one of of these things, it's, I mean, listen, it's a, it's like a, I don't want to say anything that's too derogatory. It's a, it's like an ego boosting session, right? They treat you like you're a VIP 
they roll, they literally at most of the time roll out the red carpet. They give you this credential that only you get access to the to the club where only the VIPs could go and they feed you, they wine you, they dine you, they do all this stuff. They've got these people, you know, flashbulbs always taking your photo. Like it, it's like that type of deal. Um so Patrick and I, we were just like standing inside the I don't know, the, 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 the bar location. And we're just enjoying our drinks. And this guy is standing there with this massive, it was like a video recorder, right? It was like, it was mm-hmm. a video, not a photo. And I'm like, oh man, we're like, oh, they're probably like taking this. They take this footage, they make it B roll for something else. They sell it to, it shows up in some corporate meeting, whatever, whatever. So we're just like, oh, okay, we'll do smile. you you know, candidly oh, we're having a nice time. We look over and the guy with the camera goes, He's he's shooing us out of the way. Like we are in his shot across the bar to some group of people chatting. I don't know who they were, but we were not beautiful enough, nor were we important enough. And we got for the first time ever at an event like this, we've been we've been shooed. Patrick McDonald does not get shooed. And you bringing that up, I know I brought it up first, but kind of reliving that in my mind right now. I'm 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 knocking them down to an A minus. It was it was rude, <laughs> mean, distasteful. Like you said, this is an influencer's playground. They have putt putt going on. They have places oh, to God. take pictures. You can take a picture in front of like the Netflix ball, like we did. Um, not by that guy, but you know someone nice. Uh, and so for that one guy to sour my experience, wherever he is, he he is probably a listener. Shame on you. It was a tough scene. And I looked, I looked at the group that he was actually videoing and I was like, okay, well, it's gotta be, you know, somebody, somebody massive. Maybe it's Steve Aoki and Lewis Hamilton. And I don't know. I looked over and I didn't recognize any of those people. So I don't know, Patrick, not, not us. Everyone's an influencer these days, Rick. You'd have no idea. You walk by someone, they have 200,000 followers on TikTok, and boom, they're at an event. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Um, hope that was enjoyable. A little bit of a reaction while it was still fresh in our minds from being at the win and the Netflix cup. Uh, we will continue the first cut pod uh, again on Sunday as usual, back to our normal schedule, the conclusion of the RSM classic, the DP world tour championship and anything else that happens between now and then in the world of golf. Big thanks to producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes and Patrick McDonald is available at amateur status. You can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. 
So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.